Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Welcome in to the Great Scott Show on a Monday. We are in the middle of August. We're just one day closer to real football, which I'm excited about. I'm Scott Prather. It's a Monday. Joining me for two more Mondays this month are the two in studio right now. Getting there. I'd say getting their preseason reps. Mm. We got Big Blaze. We got Nasty Nick. Working, Coach. I'm working. We got him in studio. Football is back. See, there's there he is again. Football is back. I'm not sure in what way, but he's been saying it for a while now. I feel like yeah. he'll be saying it as he promised. Uh, do you uh, just say it every day of the year, no matter what? It doesn't matter. If Honestly, doesn't matter if it's like Free March agency. 26. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the only time it's really, really hard for me to say football is back is like right at the beginning of March and right at the beginning of like early into like June. Find a way. Yeah. Find a way. Life Figure it away. out. Do it. Hey, CFL's going at that time, I believe. Ooh. Blaze. Or the USFL, one of the two. Well, that's true. The USFL is probably going to be playing now. But I, if, if, if I start watching CFL, my life would be ruined. I'd be watching football year-round. It'd, yeah. it'd be bad. All right. Let's, let's, let's dig into it, shall we? Uh, UL had a scrimmage. We'll hit on that a little bit. Um, LSU's quarterback situation is starting to not be as murky in terms of the sheer numbers. If you read some of the tea leaves... Saints preseason opener Saturday night. Nick, you wrote about wild overreaction to preseason games. Yep. Why do we do it every year? Because it's football. It's 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 our first chance to see some professional uniforms from the team we like playing. And even if we don't recognize the names of the numbers, we we get to see it. And it's uh it's always a big deal every year. And it's always great to you know see some of these depth guys get a chance to shine. Uh, and a lot of chances. Uh, a lot of times, these guys who might not even make the roster to you know see some of these depth guys get a chance to shine, uh, and a lot of chances, uh, a lot of times, these guys who might not even make the roster at least get to have some quality film, and you know it it it, it really matters. And a lot of people are like oh preseason is boring, preseason is boring. Not if you're one of those guys playing, and but you're not one of those. Guys. I'm not, but <laughs> I I also like I I enjoy analyzing those kind of guys because it, it'd be it it's gonna be crazy when you see those guys pop back up on another practice squad in a couple years and see maybe if they've improved or if they've if they've made changes to their game. Crazy, yeah, you know, like like a, a good good crazy. Okay. To to Nick's small defense, I will say I remember there was a guy I was kind of excited to watch in the preseason. He was making some noise a few years ago, Michael Thomas. And I remember I was after his first game in the preseason. I wanted to see more, and I went back specifically to watch more. So there are some guys, you know, you get to watch kind of blossom. Yeah, it's, but it's like cool, Thomas but... wasn't what Nick's defining. He yeah, was, no, 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 no. Yeah, he the wasn't second battling. round pick. Yeah, that he was wasn't battling like, for on spot. the team. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about someone, who and I wouldn't you, say football is back by no means. I'm talking but... <laughs> about someone. I'm talking about someone you actually wanted to call, to kind of call out Scott for a little. Well, bit. Well, this guy's gonna make the team regardless. But Scott, man, you 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 was a little skeptical of Hanson, a little skeptical. He looked, he looked all right. 
He looked, yeah, he looked like, good he looked like a, a good depth guy. Looked like good for the sixth linebacker on the roster. Nah, yeah, the yeah, I don't know about the sixth. Like he, the he played really good. He was. He was <laughs> Hanson was. So they they Demarco Jackson gets hurt. So there's one. Mark then they're like, let's bring in Kiko Alonso. He retires after a day. <laughs> good crazy. for good for Hanson for being the third choice to come in late. And uh, no, look, he made the first play of the game, and, and he caught a ball off a tip, which was right in his lap. I mean, it was, it was good. Uh, ball don't lie. He, good for him. He, he, he hit some of those running lanes. Yeah, no, he's not going to be a starter by no means. I but see. I think it does, you know, if you need somebody to come in for a few snaps to relieve Warner, because we all know Davis isn't coming off the field, you know, you you have somebody who's, you know, kind of reliable for you. Yeah. You think so? I think I, I feel like that's why you, you find preseason football boring. Right. You're trying to look for he's people no who are I think we all would rather Quan. I think we all would have wished. Yeah, yeah there's another guy. They, there was three guys they tried yeah. to sign before. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's still... He's, Listen, he's still in the back of the mind, but he adds a little depth there. So well, he was he was fine. I'm just it's gonna... guys like him is why I watch preseason, why I enjoy preseason is I want to see who these guys are so that when he won't be no superstar. Guys right? like yeah. Chase Hansen is why I watch preseason. That's what Nick said. Yes, all right. All right. these outlier guys who show up and they I want to see uh, guys like Trevor Penning. He was number one on my list. Mm. Let me not let me not bag him yet. Run blocking was great. Yeah, it looked great. Pass blocking was complete and utter garbage. Yeah. Yep. It was horrible. Um, when they took him one over, you know, one overall, excuse me. When they took him in the first round, 19th overall, it was, well, he's raw, he's green, it's going to take some time. That was just a reminder on Saturday that that's right. the mm-hmm. case. Yeah. Right. But it's, you're, there's like, as a fan, there's like this part of you that's like, man, hopefully he's just ahead of schedule. Hopefully it won't be like that. Hopefully he'll just... I mean, he's he's nowhere close to starting right now. And, and we kind of talked nowhere about close. it on Rise and Grind a little bit. Coming from you and I, the level, you know, you hate to bring up the level of competition, but it's different. You're not seeing the freaks that you're seeing week in and week out, especially when pass rushing freaks. And then you move to the NFL and all these guys are freakishly athletic. They can bend. They move really well. And so it's going to take some time for him to just in the sense of, of pass protection but, you know, he'll no. come along. He'll get there. Inside rushes and speed, it was like I could have run around him. Because yeah. <laughs> when he was backpedaling, he was opening up he his was just not comfortable not at all. Yeah, no. Um, and on the other side of it, you know, look, Jermon Bushrod, small school, mid-round pick, didn't start until year number three for him. That's not going to be the case with Penny because he was a first-round pick. Armstead, starting by the end of his rookie year, third-round pick. Um, Jari Evans, fourth round pick starting day one. And, you know, by his resume, actually, you know, I think has a great argument for the Hall of Fame. But um, it, my point is those guys, they were all pro bowlers. They all played well. Like when you're a first round pick, it comes with it comes with more baggage. It yeah. comes yeah. with more than, oh, well, Bushrod's not ready. Okay. You know, Bushrod ends up starting at left tackle the Super Bowl season because Jamal Brown goes on IR and, uh, and the Saints have the best O-line in football. Especially and, since the Saints' recent history of drafting offensive linemen with Ramchek there, so the pressure's on. So Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, Charles Brown is it was, was, was an awful pick, but for the most part, they've done well with O-linemen. And uh, which, when you're a first one, I, I, I'll just, I guess, I really wasn't surprised by his performance, and it was number one on my list of things to watch. Yeah. And yet I still was disappointed. And I was trying to be rational, like, look, this is what we expected. There was going to be an aspect of his game that was good. Does he just need to get in a fight right out the gate just to wake <laughs> just him to, up? 
It's Maybe like, I, I don't know. Well, I you think, know, just kind of poke the bear a little bit, and then I be think, like, "All right, now, now you'll play better." I think that attitude is why he's not so good in pass pro because he has to go backwards. He can't go forward and hit somebody. He he wants that. He, you know, I I just it feels like um it feels like something he definitely needs to he needs to change his mindset on what he thinks about pass blocking. He's 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 raw. Yeah, yeah. he's raw. We, were, we, and, we we knew he was gonna be raw. He is raw. Um. And at some point, you know, somebody's like, I, my friend Ralph was like, oh, he's just, you know, it's kind of like an Armstead comparison. I don't agree. Armstead mm-hmm. was, Armstead is, I mean, he had this ridiculous speed and athleticism for an offensive tackle. Penning is kind of more of a bushrod mold, uh, but, with, you know, a little bit bigger, a little bit nastier maybe, yeah. um, and higher expectations. Because he's a first rounder, not a fourth rounder, but I don't look at him like Armstead and maybe other than like they're both kind of raw, yeah, you know. Or someone's like, oh, "Well, Davenport was raw when they brought in, yeah, and he still at times he still is at times, raw. yeah." Which leads me to another guy that this is pretty disappointing because I I get called a hater because I'm like I don't care if you're having a good camp. Zach Bond had an amazing camp last year. He's he's not good. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, going back to first round picks. I saw Peyton Turner out there in the fourth quarter, fellas, doing nothing. Yeah. Zilch. And Davenport, I remember being like, this guy's he's in the in the fourth quarter go in his third year and he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at some point the rawness has to turn into something else. And and you know, I'm not Davenport, whatever, he'll play when he plays. But as far as Peyton Turner goes, you're number two. It's a preseason game. Like you should the pass rush. For the Saints in the second half was atrocious. And when you're a first-round pick and you're still playing tons of snaps in the fourth quarter and you're going up against, I don't know who Houston was playing. I doubt it was somebody that they think is, you know, a strong candidate to be a key player for them. Right. It's very disappointing. You got got to at least least show up on the stat sheet at some point. But, no, there he is in the fourth just kind of running around doing nothing. Give me more. Give me more. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't care what you do in practice at this point. Let me see it against that other team's yep. fourth string O lineman. Especially right. since he was a guy. I know. I don't, I don't know. I can't speak for you guys because I don't know what you guys' reaction was when his name was read on draft night. But for me, when they read his name, I was like, "Who? Yeah, this no, was yeah, not yeah. somebody that I was. I was thinking huh? was very high on the Saints' radar. I was thinking they could have gone another other options. But I was like, you know what? Maybe they see something. Maybe they see something that fits them perfectly, and they see something that I don't see." You know, because it's it's uh, they have scouts who go out and do this whole thing. You know, front office obviously thinks he's a pick. Okay, you know, might not might not have thought he'd have been the first pick, but it it is what it is. But now it's kind of like, all right, <laughs> come on now, pick it up. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that that's not. A, I don't think that's a bad take at all. I mean, I I think the so so some of the guys that 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 really disappointed me, like gave a Peyton Turner was one of them. Um, yeah, I just. I don't know. There was a couple of guys. It felt it felt like everybody who really stuck out on at least on the defensive side were guys that we signed like two weeks ago. Um, I I, I will say I mistakenly put Brian Allen. I I, I forgot to mention something about Brian Allen. In my write up. He got burned bad at the end of the game. Yeah. He he came out in his first like ten snaps in pass coverage. He was maybe ten, maybe seven snaps in pass coverage. He was great. He was locking dudes down. He got a pick on a really good, well played ball. But his last six, seven snaps, not not close. 
Hit so, us up if you want. Phone lines are open, 337-269-1077. Uh, you can tweet the show as well, at ESPN Lafayette, underreaction or overreaction, fair or foul, how we're approaching this game. I think we're all kind of approaching it with some similarities and some differences. I think, let me go to a positive. Your starters were in there for a drive. Some of your starters, not all of them, and they did what they were supposed to do, and they looked good. Yeah, and James Hurst looked good. Andy Dalton, yes, he was five for five. He had great protection the whole time. Yep. Um, McCoy and Pete, who were great in the screen game, were just textbook on the touchdown. Uh, they both looked great on the. That drive. must have made you happy, huh? I mean, it was Seeing that's, a screen pass touchdown again. Uh, yes, it's <laughs> it's a great part of the game, especially when you got you know the big guys out there in front. Um, he looks sharp. I'll never forget Mike Mayock talking sharp. about Andrus' Andrus Pete's, uh, and this is quotes here. Bubble butt the night he was drafted. Oh, that's oh nice. That's a big, that's <laughs> oh a big my bubble. Lord. That's a big bubble. And that's that's a badonka donk. Yeah. <laughs> he's got it he's got it he's got it he's got a trunk, Nick. I mean, hey, he does. He does. You I, need it as an old lineman sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess so. Mike, Mike, Mike Mayock took notice too. Just it, to, if you're a season, if you're a scout, you're looking at the size <laughs> of the rear these, end for yeah. those big old linemen. Looking at these back sides. Backside screen. There we go. Right, wrapping it back around. Um, no, Andy Dalton is a starter on like five teams in the NFL right now. Yeah, he's he's a, he he can start on a number of teams, and he's probably a deluxe backup, which is he is an ultra deluxe much backup. better than what the Saints had last year. Yeah, which was Taysom and Simeon and Ian Book, who was who was awful. He was not um, great last. Let me let me let me let me try to let me try to be fair. Mm. If Abram Smith doesn't fumble at the one, which you get, you cut. Uh, or if Traquan doesn't just drop <laughs> a perfectly thrown ball yeah. um, over his shoulder in the end zone, are y'all looking at Ian's overall performance a little different? No. Not really. He's so still over 27 to still 13, and he has you know a few touchdown drives. It doesn't change it at all. Not really. Okay, not really. well, good, good. That means you're not overreacting. He still didn't yeah. look good. Like, no, you can't. See, if you're going to be, if 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 the... Couple things. If the if the positive things written about you by scouts are that you're extremely accurate, you're smart, you're not that mobile, right? But you know the short game, you're great. You can't overthrow Juwan Johnson, who's wide open on a curl route, who's like six foot seven. Yeah, it wasn't Deontay yeah. Hardy. I mean, it's like how do you? That was a that was a terrible throw. And and when you get these guys out of college that ran so much shotgun and so much RPO and all this other stuff, you know, you get into more of a pro style system and you're under the center. Like, oh, it's preseason. There's multiple centers, so don't yeah. fumble the ball. Yeah, no, that's come on. Like you can't because that ball was in his hand. You can't fumble that ball. I feel horrible for Jawan Johnson because that would that would have been one of his only I think his only catch in the game, and Jawan Johnson looked really good last year, and I was hoping to get to see some more of him this preseason to maybe earn himself and, a second t- tight end position. And and you will, I think we listen, will definitely. Jawan has Jawan's got a spot by at least on special teams, so he, sure. he he'll get a chance to make more plays. Does, does he, he, does he, he need the first special teams tackle of the game. He better. He's going to need it if he wants to make the team because. I think Vanette looked good. I think they just – I think, yeah, Vanette, Taysom is listed atop the depth chart there. Um, they've, I'm sure Jawan's on there, but I don't – I'm not – there was so there was way too much hype about him last year. It's like, look, this guy just moved to tight end. Like, yeah. 
He'll get in there. He'll make some red zone plays, but he's not somebody that I see playing like 40 snaps a game. No, no. Yeah, I'm no, not no, even no. concerned about that. I, yeah. just want, I just want him to have a spot. Mostly because he – I want him to have a spot because Troutman has mentally and emotionally scarred me because that dude couldn't hold on to a football to save his life last year. Yeah, but, big year for him. They need yeah. him desperately. Uh, so Ian Book, should they just need to close the book on him? What's the what's the word here? I mean, he's a third stringer. He's it's, uh, okay. I feel, no, so I, feel like, I feel like his roster spot is better served someone else if you still have Taysom Hill in the roster. Yeah, same. As a third as a third quarterback, if we're getting to the third quarterback, things are already going south. We might as well just put Taysom. He in just I've seen some really bad third string quarterbacks in Saints preseason games over the years. Some bad ones, and he he looked he looked really bad. Can Ian Book still be on the practice squad? Keep him on the uh, he's, squad. he's eligible, and yeah. I'm sure he'd clear waivers. I mean, who wants to sign him after watching that? Exactly. Game? So, I mean, yeah, put, put him on the practice squad. Let Taysom Hill be your third-string quarterback. Since why, he wants to why, do why, why use up a practice squad on him? Yeah, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even do <laughs> because that. Because he's, not, he's, not, he's definitely not as let's, bad as some of the other guys. That let's we could see. Well, I don't know. Let's see, let's see what happens. I mean, he's, he's going to have another shot. Speaking of if someone, it, if he he's gets the have third a, string. He's, he's going to have another shot. I think he'll get another extended look in the next preseason game, especially yeah. – Jameis might not even play this preseason. So Book's going to have another opportunity. And um, But if it's more of the same, and listen, we said it. Like, when you get into the second half, I mean, pinning was awful. Landon Young was in, in pass blocking. Yeah, Landon Young yeah was, in pass purposes. Landon Young was terrible. So he, it's not like he had a he, clean pocket. He, I mean, he did make some plays with his feet, too. Yeah. I, which I, was surprising to me. And Andy Dalton, you know, he had as clean a pocket as you can get, which when he does, he's... He's good. Yeah. Yeah. Dalton's but you good. start, you know, if he's in a game where he's under duress a lot, he's not the kind of guy that's, you know, if he doesn't have time, it's hard for him to lead you back or, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, he's a game manager. He's, he, he's the guy who, if given protection, he can do the, he can do the, the, the basic by the book. I guess right. so. he does exactly what, they, what the Saints did in that first drive. Methodical. Yeah. Tight. But like everything I think, was. I think he. I think he's got a little bit of a. I, I don't know. I think of game manager as like someone that doesn't even have much of an arm. No, he has an arm. He can. He can they call him the red rifle for a he reason. Can, he can throw it. Yeah. I just. He just has. He's not mobile and he's, he's not a, an improviser. He's like a guy Rogers that once you hit him a few times. Yeah. You, well, you really take him off his game. Last season, even and listen, he threw some deep balls. But last year, and, I, and this is not necessarily his personality. I think this was Sean Payton. But I saw Winston at the beginning of the season, kind of as a game manager. He just didn't lose games with the errors, like what you saw him do in Tampa Bay. He played by the book correctly. And again, th- I don't think that's necessarily his mold. Yeah, that was just, I think that's Sean Payton. That made was Sean him a game trying manager. to rewrite him. But I even like, and he threw a couple deep bombs last season before he got hurt. He needs to throw more so, this year. Oh no, I definitely think Dennis Allen's going to open him up. Core. He's going to open him up this year. Um, all right, let's let's look at a positive. Didn't see much of the starters. Talked about how I don't get. I, I'm not going to buy into Peyton Turner hype until I see it more in games. Paulson Adebo had a strong rookie season and a lot of hype around him in camp, and he looked great. He looked so good. So it's like, okay, there's a guy. Now it's actually translating. He's doing something. You know, I'm. I'm. uh, If you remember my my uh, defensive five defensive players to watch this year, um, article from a few few weeks back. I'm looking. I'm. I'm two for four right now on players we've seen a good bit of. Uh, Paulson Adebo and Shai Tuttle both looked very good last night. 
Shy Tuttle, he, he didn't show up in the stat sheet a lot, but he put a lot of. He's a dudes. great guy. He's he's a guy who's he's a run stuffer. He'll murky up that middle like he's he put a lot to, of so, yeah. he put a lot of offensive like guards and and centers on their yeah. back foot. He they, makes things murky up they, there. They need it too because that's you know on Yamada you know he didn't play Saturday, but next to him it's who's going to be the guy? Yeah. It's, when you look at the D line when it's when they're all healthy and and when you look at it on paper, that's the the biggest question mark and. You know, can it be Tuttle? Will it be shot Malcolm Roach? The thing with those yeah. guys is there just hasn't been enough consistency there. But I mean, Shy Tuttle, he's he's deserved a statue since his rookie year. Yeah. He's deserved a statue since his rookie year for the play in the Atlanta game. <laughs> oh my god. Wie eine Puppe gibt er den Stiffer ab und er fliegt auf den Boden. Hör doch mal auf. That was a that was a great Thanksgiving. That, that night for everybody that didn't Shy Tuttle, that is the German radio German. call <laughs> of Shy Tuttle's interception and stiff arm. Uh, it was tremendous. I like how they even they were laughing the fact that Matt Ryan got stiff armed oh into the dirt. <laughs> I mean, they were they were all of us in that. Moment. He got turned into an earthworm. I remember that. It was just that was great. Speaking of Matt Ryan, real quick, did you? I don't know if you guys had a chance to. Yeah, I saw a clip of the top the NFL top one hundred players list was released, and Cam Jordan made the list, and he uh, he spent like five minutes just talking about how he was really upset that Matt Ryan didn't DM him about how he was leaving and going to the Colts, and I just thought it was hilarious. That was so funny. <laughs> Jordan's. What a what a what a what a what a, what a what a mouthpiece. He said, "I'll be the I'll yeah. be the Mike uh, that yeah. dude up." He said, "I'll be the salty ex. I'm going to make sure that you know I, I'll never wish the best for him." No player oh, has boy. sacked another player more in the history of the NFL than Cam Jordan has <laughs> sacked Matt Ryan. That's an official stat. They have yeah, a, it they is have a special relationship. He he listen. He owes he owes a big part of his career to Matt Ryan in a way. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, if you call us and you're on hold, just hang tight. We'll get to you three three seven two six nine ten. 77. We'll take a quick timeout. A little bit more on the Saints. And as bad as the ending was, was Dennis Allen slightly okay with it? I'll explain. We'll take your phone calls and more after this. This is ESPN Lafayette. Back after this. Great Scott show. Are you sick and tired of that constant pain in your knees or your hips or your back, especially this time of year? You need to be moving pain-free, right? Hey, guys, it's Scott Prather for the team at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is helping people right here every day, giving them lasting pain relief using the latest advances in regenerative medicine. It's simple, right? The science is not complicated. They concentrate your own body's healing agents and they apply them to your aching joints, restoring and repairing damaged tissue with no drugs, no steroids, and no surgery. Listen, guys, the old remedies for pain are not the only remedy. You need to learn more about how regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can change your life. Make this summer the last summer you suffer from chronic pain. They have clinics right here and all over America. This is the exciting new natural way to deal with joint pain with no side effects and no downtime. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. 337-243-4222. That's 337-243-4222. 337-243-4222. Hey, this is Rich Eisen. You can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to three on the Rich Eisen Show. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Yes, indeed. I'm Scott Prather. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show on a Monday. Your weather forecast today from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab in Daniel Phillips. Partly cloudy, 10% chance of rain and thunderstorms, a high of 90. 
three. Phone lines are open, 337-269-1077. Preseason overreaction, that's what we're doing this morning so far. We'll get a little bit into UL scrimmage and a number of other things as well from the world of sports. Uh, hit us up. Let's head to the phone lines right now. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Good morning. Hey. Uh, I, I, of course, he and Book looked terrible, but what bothered me about him wasn't, you know, I mean, I, I thought he threw the ball pretty well. I, where, he, where he screwed up was the little things like handling the snap from center. I mean, you know, you've been playing quarterback since whatever age, 12, 13, 15 years old, and you can't handle the snap from the center twice in a game. That's the kind of thing that, that's going to get you run off from your job. No doubt. Uh, no doubt. I, 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 you, know, you know, he played a ton of RPO and, and shotgun in college, yeah. and it, this is year number two in the NFL. If you can't handle a snap, I don't care if it's, oh, it's a different center, it's preseason. The ball's in your hands, all right? That, well, Pass protection wasn't as bad as what you think either. That that's another thing that bothered me. He 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 had a pocket several times that he refused to step into and take advantage of. A pocket doesn't go backwards for forever. It's like an arc. You got your defensive ends; they're going to try to run around you. And the best thing that 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 the, that the uh, offensive tackles can do is let them run around the back of the quarterback. Or if you Trevor Penning, let them run on the inside, leg, you know, because that happened. So. Well, that was no, that was that was a bad play. Okay, the kid made one really bad play. He got back. whipped, and I'm going to tell you, the same guy that whipped him whipped James Hurst in the first series, but you didn't know about it. Because Andy Dalton stepped up into the pocket and got rid of the football, and it was never an issue. Nobody ever said anything about it. It was a total non-issue. But that's the difference between having a quarterback that understands, hey, I've got to step up and get rid of the football versus a guy that keeps drifting back. He made some of the same fundamental mistakes that I've seen Aaron Brooks and Archie Manning used to make. Uh, both of those guys did the same thing. But I'm going to tell you this. If you and both of those Book, guys had a much higher ceiling than Ian Book. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Yes. But I, I'm yes. telling you, I don't know how many times I've, I've saw those guys step right in the sacks when if they'd have stepped up into the pocket and had some faith in their offensive line, they wouldn't have gotten touched. But they, but that was a huge problem for both of those guys, and that was a problem for Ian Book the other night. And it all started because he had the one pass that he threw too high and too hard. I mean, you know, that's that's where it started. But getting getting Abram Smith nearly killed on that one play when he liked to got his ribs broken and getting him hung up in the air, that was that was what really bothered me. But if you think he played bad, go to watch go watch the Green Bay game. And go see what Jordan Love did. No, I, because, I, that, I don't want to. I don't want to do that at all. Well, that sounds like a terrible you, way to spend you, my valuable time. Here's a guy. Yeah, you know, but here's a guy who is a first round pick, has at least one or two years on Ian Book, and I can tell you right now, he played worse than Ian Book did. And that that's just I'm just I'm just throwing that out that's there. A Green Bay problem. But, we'll get a chance to see Jordan Love but, next week. Yeah, yeah, we will get a chance to see Jordan Love yeah. next week. I ain't gonna waste my and, time and, and, watching <laughs> any other preseason well, games in the well, meantime. Well, 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 the thing is, the thing is, 
when you see Ian Book and you see Jordan Love, you were basically looking at the same guy. And and I think it has to do with one thing. What's between the ears? What's going on between the ear holes? His confidence level. And the, that that is what you know, that that's what you gotta look at as a quarterback. Does he have the confidence to play in the NFL because they both, both of them have the physical skills. The question is, do they believe in themselves and the guys around them enough to get the job done? Because if you don't, it's something that can't be coached into you. You either have it or you don't have it from day one. That's, that's always been my thought. But uh, the other, other than that, I thought everybody else uh, played, you know, except for Traquan. That was, you know, dropping that touchdown, playing lazy man football. I'm I'm sorry. I I can't put up with that anymore. This guy, he's got to go, man. I mean, he's a five-year veteran. And you're going to sit there and you're going to play a football like that and you don't realize you've got a guy. You're not really made to play in center field, okay? You are in the NFL and you got somebody that's fixing to come up and contest the football. Go grab it and, and, and hold on to it. Don't act like you're playing, you know, pity pat out in the yard with your buddies. I mean, that, 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 that bothered me. But other than that, I thought the, uh, the, the, the pretty much most of the team played pretty well except for Fields. They're going to cut Fields. They're going to cut, you know, some of these defensive backs that, that, they were out, that were out there. But Chase Hansen, not only – I'm going to tell you right now, Chase Hansen made more plays in that game Saturday night than I saw Alexander Maloney make in three years with the Saints, and he was a starter. So that ought to tell people where Chase Hansen, what he did to himself the other night. I can tell you right now, he didn't just put himself on the football team. Well, he's always, he's always, he had, had, he's always had great speed, um, and he's always been an interesting, he pros- he's, he's always he been an interesting prospect. What, what slowed him down, and the reason he's bounced on a number of teams, is recognizing what's about to unfold, right? Now, well, I think if that, if that, that well, it may be. I, I, I hope so. I hope, I, I hope you're right. That was a preseason game. Us. If he, if he's able to do that, then he's got, you know, a, a, a clear role on the well, team the as a primary back. Preseason game. I hear people say, oh, well, that was just a preseason game. Well, let me tell you something. When you out there hitting people and nailing people like that and it is a preseason game, that's even all the more reason to like what he did. Because I'm going to tell you what he did was what Quan Alexander would have done in the middle of a regular season game. What he did was what Demario right, Davis would have right. done in a regular season Now you're comparing game. him to, to, De- and, to Demario Davis and Quan Alexander. Seen, when well, the concepts become me, more he, complex and teams are two, not running vanilla stuff... Hits. If he can put it together, he's got a a great role as a primary backup linebacker. He's always had elite athletic skills. The issue with him and the reason he's been on several different teams in his career is he has never been able to put together. I don't recall him ever playing for any. I don't ever. I don't recall him playing for anybody but the Saints. He he came in as an undrafted free agent in twenty nineteen. Got hurt. And he's twenty nine years uh, old, and, and so it may, maybe this is the time. I to know do he's twenty nine years old. He, he didn't get out of college until twenty nineteen. He was already. I, I, what I'm telling you is, is he, he came out to the Saints. He's a Mormon. He had to go on a mission. Yes, he had. Yes. He, 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 he spent. He, he was like in school for like six or seven years. Well, okay, and but he was like he didn't wait, but about. 
when he came to the Saints, he didn't weigh but about two hundred pounds, maybe. And and since then, all right. Listen, listen this conversation. Listen this conversation with. Do you think that he will be a, a, a key starter for the team at any point? Um, okay. Listen to what I'm saying. No, no, no. I'm asking you a question. They, I just because we might not even free, be disagreeing they, here. Listen. Yeah, I know you're okay, not answering. No, no. If okay. you answer, answer yes or no. They, ha- they, they need three linebackers. They is he is he going is he going to be a key starter for the Saints? In, he will be in the three All right, so that's a no. He will rotate. No. Okay. He will rotate no. into the starting I'm glad. lineup. I, I think he he'll get, I think he'll play, play like as that. well. I I agree with you there. I just you know. But you didn't okay. answer the question. That, it, with, okay. All right. If you're playing, if you're Thank playing, you, you're a starter. <laughs> if you're playing, you're a starter. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Right. You have a good day. You're playing. You're a starter. It, we, we are in full preseason mode. We got Kyle really amped up about players. That's Nick with his overreactions, man. Hey, man. No. You, hey, you, got, you guys were all big. You guys were like, I. the thing is, I get accused of like somehow thinking he's not good or can't do anything. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's I, not I'm, what I'm saying. I just, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and compare him to Demario Davis or Quan Alexander. Scott, is Scott, all. I, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take some blame for that one. I, no, uh, I put you on early this I'll, morning. I'll put, my, I'll put my hand up and say right now, comparing comparing someone to a star player and saying that they are as good as a star player is not the same thing. No, I know. And you I, can see flashes of a certain of a certain player's game and I kind of get the point of what we're going for with that conversation, but no, he's not like that. He, he listen, he looks good, but at the end of the day, it's still preseason and whether you can yeah. say what you want about all the, the antics around it. No, he looked good. It's still fine. preseason, and let's just call it for what it is. Wanna, he won't be a starter. He's bounced on and off the Saints roster. I yeah. do want. I do want to speak say to around some. the league. He's bounced on and off the Saints roster. He's dealt with injuries, and he's always had great speed. He's been a great athlete, and you know when he plays like he did the other night, you, that's why he's always been an a, an, a, an appealing prospect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and do want good. I do want to speak to the Traquan Smith thing though, because I saw a wide receiver better than him last night in Dejon Dixon. And that's a nickel state guy played in high school against some of the guys from my high school that I knew. Uh, I was already way out by then, but he, I mean, this kid is, he's good. He's really, really good. And he's, um, you know, he's just a, he was catching balls in really good spots. He was going up and getting it. And I think he, he, he looked, he looked like a, you know, five, six wide receiver. And that, again, that's what you want to see in preseason. You don't want, like, I don't need to see that Michael Thomas is still an elite wide receiver. I, I kind of already can tell, right? I don't need to see that Jarvis Landry can catch balls out of the slot. I already know. I don't even really need to see Olave. He only got one. We, we were talking about it. He only got one catch last night. People are ta- talking about this is the end of the world because Olave is not as good as we thought he was. Who, wait, wait, he got targeted no, once. Who, who said that? Twitter. One person on Twitter? It was more it was than probably one person on Twitter. You mean, you mean... <laughs> All right, don't do that, though. Don't act like there's some overwhelming I'm not, group no, of no, individuals no, 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 that are freaking no, no, no. out that Alave's not I'm, good. I'm just saying, there's your You can find anything on Twitter and be like, man, we got to stop that. Were, that guy they, that yeah. said that, you know. That we're real human beings That Patrick Mahomes night. is terrible. He needs to calm down. There were real human beings last night who were saying we should have a quarterback battle with Andy Dalton. Yeah, James yeah. Winston, and that's, that's, that's that not, made me laugh so hard. That's not unexpected. Um, um, that, that's not a, When you talk about quarterbacks, that's not but, unexpected. But that a few people would do that. Olave, we don't need to see much from Olave. Like we know he's going to be okay. I want to see guys like Dejon Dixon. I want to see guys like Chase Hansen. Who are these guys where it's like 
I don't know their name, but they played really lights out football. I want to I want to track them. I want to see where they're going. I want to see if they get a spot on the team. If they don't get a spot on this team, do they go to another team? That's what preseason's for. That's why I like preseason. I, you can go back and look at my tweets. I've been on Deshaun Dixon since they signed him as UDFA. Like you said, you had a friend that played against him in high school. I talked to an assistant coach that coached him in high school and then another one in Nichols and seeing him at Cajun Field last year, it was like, this guy's a future pro. This guy yeah. Is, yeah. And and he has made lots of plays in camp. And then whenever the lights were on and, it, and you know, you're playing against, I'm not going to say it counted because it's preseason, but whenever the, you know, let's say rubber bullets were flying. Sure. Um, he was he was catching the ball. He was making plays. And at six four, he he feels like last year. I mean, he would have had a spot on the roster and been playing on game right. day. This year at receiver, it's 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 all it's going to be a lot tougher to make the team. It's a totally revamped I, core. He yeah. feels like, you know, one. I want you know if if he can do anything on special teams, then he can make the roster. If he yeah. can't, he's definitely um, we're gonna. Hope you clear waivers, and yeah, then yeah. he might even make the initial fifty-three, and then two days before the opener, they waive him, and then and then he clears waivers mm-hmm. since other, and right. they're, they're going to try to do something to keep him around. But it won't surprise me if when he, if he hits the waiver wire and another team signs him. Yeah, no, there's a lot of other teams that would use him as a. But as if a they can have him four. on the practice squad, I I think he's deaf. I would be very surprised. He if, could even listen. Some of those guys who are batting for special team spots, he could even maybe make it as a special team. I don't know if you want another wide receiver making a special oh, team it spot. Matter, but, as long as long as you can do it, yeah, it doesn't matter the what Saints, the spot is. Yeah, I mean the Saints put such a primary on special teams. It's like if you can if you can do it, oh. it doesn't matter if you're a safety, a corner. Man, while we're tied in receiver, they'll they'll put you on. While we're talking about special teams, Blake Gillikin looked so good last night. I'm sh- I'm sad he had to be on the field as much. You saying last? Did you not sleep? Did you sleep through Sunday? Did Nick just like watch the Saints. He's like, I'm not waking up. He was time wired. To talk just... about it Monday no, morning. I was so he was excited, wired, man. I was, was so wired. excited. I'm sorry. No, it was Saturday night. I'm sorry. Also, it's because it's Monday. My brain says football. NFL football is on Sunday. I'm still kind of getting. It's used all to good. The... No, it's all good. I, but I'm just I'm ready for the regular. Gillikin season. looked so so locked in. Having Will Lutz was great. I was, because, you know, producing the game on the radio, I'm having to keep track on Twitter. My favorite tweet I saw, of, probably of the whole, one of the whole, my favorite tweets of the whole night was, it's so great being able to look down at my phone when Will Lutz comes out of the field because I know he's going to make the kick. Like, not having to hold your breath and wait to see if, like, Brian Johnson misses another extra Ooh, point. Here's Cody Parkey, three of yeah, five on yeah, PATs. Yeah. yeah. So, <sighs> you know. And apparently that John Parker Romo dude's going to get signed somewhere too. Like he probably won't get a spot on this team because of Will Lutz, but apparently he's Maybe. pretty good. Maybe, so. yeah. It's boy. I mean, he he made his kick, which was good. It's so hard to break into the league as a kicker, which is why it's weird that ones that do get so many second chances. Yeah. I mean, Cody Parkey, that guy has missed a lot of I mean, that's the if you say his guy, name right? around, yeah, if you say his name around Chicago, yeah. it's like you might as well be you know, cursing at their mothers. They're like, yeah. they're double doink, man. Don't you say that yeah. name. And when double the Saints doink. signed him last year and he went three for five and got hurt, I was like, I mean, isn't there any, like, is there, I don't know, man. The kicking the kicking circuit is a tough one to crack. But when you have one, to your point, hold on to it. Yeah. Hold on to it. Um, Blaze, you mentioned Cam Jordan talking about Matt Ryan on the NFL Network. Let's take a listen. 
I'm going to throw a date at you. January 9th, 2022, fourth quarter. Matt Ryan, Saints bring four, back to pass, pressure again. He is going to go down with the sack, and there he is, Cam Jordan. His 23rd career sack of Matt Ryan. In 22 games. His favorite man to sack. Yes, sir, Steve. Oh, my God. What is that, the last time I sacked Matt Ryan? Is that going to be the last time you sacked Matt Ryan? For like three years, right? I don't know the next time we play the Colts. Why do you have to go so far? It's so disrespectful. I got no call, no Twitter DM, no IG DM. I mean, there's so many ways I could have been reached. Just like, hey, Cam, this ain't working out. I'm leaving. Cameron Jordan and Matt Ryan have a special relationship that has lasted for more than a decade. Down he goes! I watched him go. Jordan's 23 career sacks on Ryan are more than any player has sacked a single quarterback in NFL history. Cam Jordan, he has been a menace to Matt Ryan. Now I'm just like the bitter ex-girlfriend. I'm just like, hope you don't succeed. <laughs> love it, man. I love it. I love it. Gosh. Oh man, it's so it makes me so happy. I wonder. I would love to see like when Matt Ryan, like if he's genuinely laughing or if he's just like, no, bro. Like no. I'm glad I to be rid Ryan, of you. Matt Ryan has no sense of humor. Yeah, like, I was I'm gonna say to I can't imagine. Oh, Matt Ryan. whatever, ref you, man. Yeah, there's Matt Ryan's reaction. Yeah. I remember a few years ago whenever the Panthers came to was still on the Panthers and they were really good. It's whenever three NFC South teams had all made the playoffs that year. It was the Panthers, Falcons, and Saints. Mm-hmm. Cam Jordan sent uh wine sent wine to, to Cam, Cam Newton because they swept him that year in the oh, yeah. playoffs and said and with a broom. Oh yeah, he's hilarious. Oh yeah, he's hilarious. And and when he talks trash, he I mean he he he's smart. He talks trash about the guys he's done really he's done well really against. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean he owes Matt Ryan yeah. his he, career. I mean, he, he talks so much trash against Atlanta all the time and just kept just performing he, so well hey. against them. By the way, speaking of speaking of Saints against NFC South teams, I saw Malcolm Jenkins on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, I don't remember if it was couple weeks ago or whatever uh but i just i just saw the youtube video of it the other day um he was talking about how the saints tom brady yeah and the saints are built to beat the buccaneers and not tom brady and i think that that's like watching that and finally coming to terms like that's why that's why we work and um because that reminded me of Cam Jordan. Because Cam Jordan also didn't he, didn't Cam Jordan get a good few ta- sacks on Tom Brady the last couple of years? Too? Uh, got some hits on him. Some he hits. had a he had a big uh, fumble last year. Big yeah. fumble yep. right out big the gate. Fumble, yeah. Yep. Uh, when so, that I mean, nine like, zero win. I don't know. I just this Saints defense. I just I always go back to like five six years ago when the Saints defense was like putting out just giving up fifty points. Six a seven game. years ago. Well, no, yeah. yeah. Tw- I mean, well, twenty twelve. It was. Historically, the worst defense ever. Yeah, in terms of yards given up. And I mean, little, little Steve Spagnola for one season. <laughs> That's hard going from watching guys like Will Smith and Cam Jordan. You know, and you watching. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, Cam was on the team that year. They had some yeah. play. I mean, he was in his second year, but you're watching all those guys, and then you go to those defenses right after where they just they can't stop anybody. You watching Brandon Browner give up the most points and the most penalties in NFL Man. history in a season, and it's like he was ah. awful. This is, I mean, the defenses under Dennis Allen were better than the ones under Greg Williams. What worked with Greg Williams was they just, they were always high, high up in turnovers. So, yeah, were, I don't remember what, I mean, Super Bowl season, they were 25th in the league in yards given up. But yeah, but were you like first in turnovers? They were top, uh, yeah, they were, I think they were in the top three in turnover ratio. Yeah. Now, overall turnovers, they might have been. Yeah. But, I mean, 
But that's that's but, I mean, part also, of it. I mean, they created the it. Right? Yeah. No, yeah, it was it was it was part it was part of what made him good. I would love to hear Harper on that because he's played in both of those eras. He's played he's played in the really good Greg Williams defenses. He's played in the bad Saints defenses, and he's also yeah. played in the good Dennis Allen well, Mal- defense. Malcolm Jenkins. That's what, I meant. That, that, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, no, sorry, no, sorry. No, Malcolm Malcolm, Jenkins, but no, Malcolm left Malcolm for missed, a while. Malcolm yeah. missed a lot of the bad. He missed no, the bad defense. Malcolm is when he got really bad because they they let him go and they decided to spend a bunch of money on Jarvis Bird. What happened? Oh, I forgot and about things Bird. Things started going really, really bad. Yeah, um, I forgot about Bird. No, no, Jenkins bookended it pretty now, with the exception of twenty twelve, but. Sean Payton was suspended the whole year. I mean, everything was bad that year. Yeah, that was just um, a bad a down year. And you talked to guy. I mean, I've talked to Scott Shanley. I've talked to Roman Harper about Spagnola. And I mean, it's crazy because Spagnola was the D coordinator for the Chiefs. They went a Super Bowl recently. But that one year in New Orleans, man, it just was not a good fit at yeah, all. No, you no. hear those guys and they're like, got no respect for that dude. Jesus. <laughs> it's like, man, that's. They just that bad, huh? <laughs> they didn't have anybody to lead them. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick timeout. I'm Scott. We got Blaze and Nick in the house. When we come back, Raging Cajuns had their scrimmage on Saturday. Coach Desimo talked to the media afterwards. We'll hit on some highlights and a number of other things coming out of it. Phone lines open three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. He was the 1991 state champion in Nintendo. It's the Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Coming at you on a Monday. Traffic update for you. Um, There has been one vehicle accident reported in the last hour. 101 Westwood Drive. There is a lot of traffic control situations as uh, schools are in play. So be safe out on the road. There's also a a light that is out in the corner of Cameron North University at the moment. Be safe out there, everybody. You're listening to The Great Scott Show. Blaze Bro. Nasty Nicker here. We've mainly just talked Saints preseason opener. Guys, uh, Cajun's first scrimmage of camp. There were some people in attendance. The media was not uh, any of those people. They didn't allow the media to be there for uh, to watch it all unfold, but there was availability afterwards, Blaze. What stood out to you most about what Coach Desimo had to say? He so every time the quarterback's asked about, he's never really specified about what makes him different. You know, he gave the coach's answer. Oh, this guy's got mobility, but he and this guy's you know he 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 does this, he does that, but he kind of gave specific answers as to what makes the two guys different and what kind of makes them stand out. And he described Woolrich as a do it by the book kind of guy, and. You know, and in terms of he does everything exactly the way the coaches ask him ask him to do it. Whereas Chandler Fields is a little more creative. He can give you a little more. Uh, he can be a little more spontaneous, and but with that comes the the chance of him making mistakes if he gets a little too uh, aggressive at times. And he said, you know, that can that can benefit them if he takes those chances when it's appropriate to take those chances. And so he's kind of 
really given us an idea of what makes these two different. But he still hasn't. I mean, he, listen, he's, he's the coach. Gonna, he's not going to give. He's not going to tip tip his cap as to who they're going. They're supposed to announce the, in a week. The edge, so. They're supposed to announce in a week. From what I've heard, it 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 is neck and neck. I I think maybe Woolrich has a little bit of a higher ceiling, but I feel like if you ask me today, I would say Fields maybe taking that first snap against SLU, and he's been and he's been there for a while. It's. It's really close. I think you got a lot of quarterbacks. I remember asking Coach Desimo about, you know, is the battle for third string kind of wide open? And he said, yeah. Um, you're third on the depth chart. I think Lance Lejeune as a quarterback is – I don't think if – unless, you know, it, no one wants Woolrich and or Fields to, to be injured this year. And, and I, don't, I don't anticipate that. So what I'm saying is I think, I think you might see Lejeune play some this year but maybe not at quarterback or, you know. Okay. Maybe. I just think he's that – I think he's that good that of an athlete. athletic? I think he's that good of an athlete. Okay. And it wouldn't surprise me. He's like, I, I, I'm, I'm just it's, – it's a guy I want to ask Coach about. Uh, I'm going to have Coach on the show. Well, I'm trying to have him on uh, maybe Wednesday morning, still waiting to confirm. But uh, there will be some availability today. But I think he's just uh, – I just think he's a really good player, a uh, really good athlete. I think Andre Jones this year – I mean, we've talked to him. He's yeah, been on the show. You've talked to him. Coach said he's been. Coach said he made a lot of plays oh, in the scrimmage. He's been yeah. flying around. That's, he looks really good. That's the, you know, it was one of the things Coach said. I, I think he's. You're looking at a, 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 I think a first team All Sun Belt season oh, yeah. incoming Probably, for yeah. Andre Jones. Just one of those guys that's been steady, been good, but then that last year, it's like. It's all. Jump. It all just comes together. And I think right. you'll see. I think you'll see him wreak a lot. Not to say he didn't last year because he did. He was in the backfield a lot, but I think. Pass rush wise, you'll see him be in the backfield a lot more often, just because the the interior D line is style too. I mean, you have Zion Hill Green there. It's listen that that D line is loaded. They have guys all over. So I, I definitely think you'll see him be a menace in the backfield this season. All right, let's take a uh, phone call. Good morning, welcome into the show. Hello, hello. Let's try this one more time. You're on the Great Scott Show. Hello. Getting out of your car. Nice Thank open you. door. Okay. Way, way to go there. Just, he probably turned off the car for a second. Poor guy. Well, give us a holler back. Um, anything else from from uh, Coach Desimo that stood out to you? It's like Chris Smith looking really good. Uh, he mentioned a lot of the running backs. Uh, man, the guys behind Chris Smith. Uh, he mentioned uh, Kimbodi looking real good. Jacob uh, Kimbodi, yeah. Fin- uh, cleaning up a lot of the things that they asked him to clean up. Really learning to uh, stick it in there and just really get his pads dirty and get his scores sure and be that bruiser that they're looking for. And I tell you, welcome to the podium. That is a if you want to talk about a physical presence at running back, that is a big guy. So if you definitely change a pace from Chris Smith and you get that big bruiser in there. Uh, it's definitely a change of pace there. So he's talked about the running backs are have really impressed him, and he's really happy with the overall room that he has with the running backs. So it sounds like they they have a lot of depth there, I which is so. what we're used to hearing from from, I, from the Cajuns. I, I, I hope I hope that's true, and I think Coach at this point you know believes it is. I just you got Chris Smith, and then you have, in my opinion, TBD for us. I mean, we're not we're not coaching the team every week. We don't see it. I just know what they've had. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what they've had, 
And what they've had at running back is guys that are playing on Sundays now. It's and, and it's, Raymond Colley was playing a lot in in. I didn't watch the Rams preseason game, but I read about it. Yeah. Um, Trey Regis, you know. Yeah, both of them got a spot on the Rams. Like, but we're talking about pros. Obviously, Elijah Mitchell. He's not playing this preseason, but he's the starting running he's, back for San Francisco. It should tell right? you that he's not playing this preseason, right? And right. then you know, Montreal Johnson was very good last year, and he transferred, and even McGuire years back, sure, was, and, was good. And you had the other uh, cat last year who was good, and he transferred to TCU. And so you've got Smith and these other guys we haven't really seen, and it's been one of those really deep positions. At UL, um, really, and, and and they've been such a run-oriented team and run-back dominant with the talent there. We know that Smith is good, and 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 he's taken another step by all accounts. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm glad to, um, you know, I'm I'm liking what I'm hearing Coach say about the other running backs, but it's one of those things I'm really curious to see this year. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah, um, and it's it's interesting because, like you said, we've we've always kind of known that who the other running backs were going to be in terms of cuz you haven't really outside of a, of Elijah McGuire they and coach Des mentioned it at at media day he doesn't necessarily like a workhorse he likes a guy who he knows he can count on and, and be that bell cow if he needs but he likes to give those guys breaks he doesn't necessarily want to run a guy into the ground he doesn't need a bell cow he likes to know that he can rely on other guys to come in and consistently give them quality reps absolutely so you had that cleared with Regis and with Mitchell you had that last year with Montreal Johnson Bailey and and Smith so you know I'm same as you. I'm very interested to see who can come in and be that other consistent running back behind Chris Smith. All right. You're listening to ESPN Lafayette, KPEL Lafayette. There's your legal ID. We're just going to keep it rolling here into the 8 o'clock hour. Phone lines are open 337 269 1077. I'm Scott. We got Blaze. We got Nick. Happy Monday, everybody. Let's head back to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Good morning, Scott. Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh, so this is what y'all was talking about. I had two, two or three questions or comments. First one, you think Lance might be a good person to use in the package like in a Wildcat? I heard he was the best athlete for all the quarterbacks. He just hasn't caught on to the playbook as good as Ben and um, Chandler Fields. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just think, I just think that from what I understand, he's – He's just so talented. You find a spot for him. I mean, as far as like the specifics of what that might look like, I don't know, and I, I don't know if it's a possibility, but it's something you know. I'll, I'll certainly ask coach about, but I, I wouldn't simplify it just to wildcat yeah. or something. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't. I, coach Coach Desimo's he's a brilliant offensive mind. You know, he's been an OC. Um, he knows how to be creative, especially with. You know, talk about athletes at the quarterback position. Coach yeah. Des knows all about that. So, um, you know, I think – I don't know what that will look like to answer your question, so I wouldn't get specific with it. But I, I think you probably – you can find a spot for him to help your team. I think they're going to do that. And the other thing, we already know Smith's the number one running back. I'm just curious. I'd like to see Terrence Manning, Terrence Williams get some more carries maybe in the um, regular season against Southeast. I think he'll be a good running back. Draylon Washington looks like a good running back. But how about that Kabodi kid, the guy that got from Texas A&M? Has he been doing anything too? Or Yeah, I mean, uh, Blaze was just talking about him a minute ago. But, uh, yeah, he's he's looking good. That's the two things basically I was want to see. Ask about um, just how's the offensive line looking. I know we're missing a lot of people, but – 
they, they got that kid from Michigan State transfer. Rubio's coming back. But what about the other three spots? Well, you got Hudson that's back, and you got A.J. Gilly, who's, you know, the strongest player on the team. I mean, you know, Landon Burton's a guy that's played at center, and, and he's coming off injury, and, you know, there's a lot of other guys getting experience. So, again, that's one of those things that I've asked about, we've asked about, and it's the reality is I don't know until we see it week one against Southeastern, it's not exactly something that we're going to have a ton of insight in into other than yeah. other than you know what we see and, and you know you, you, there's some people that see a scrimmage maybe if you I, I don't know I, I think the old line for me is one of those things that I've said it many times I think it's you know quarterbacks getting all the talk I think it's the biggest key to the whole season honestly because hey, if, if they get strong yeah, play there which they've had too. for 20 years yeah 20 straight years they have had well tw- at least as long as 17 I can't speak before that 17 years as I've been covering the team it's always been either number one or number two in terms of strength of the team. And I, if, I don't know if it's going to be that this year because there's, a, you know, there's some guys that don't have as much experience. If it is, yeah. then I think, I, think it, I think they have a chance to have a really, really good season. That's what I'm thinking, too. I mean, the three things I'm just curious to see, how the offensive line is looking, how the running back situation is looking, and linebackers, too. That's the other thing that we, we have some good starters, but I'm just curious about what kind of depth we got at linebackers. But, hey, Scott, thanks for letting me um, get on the radio and taking my call this morning. Y'all have a good Monday, and y'all have a good day. Thank you. Thanks, man. Uh, they, they were kind of high. Talk about linebackers. They're, they've been kind of high on Quibito. They've got some guys that they that they really like coming in at that linebacking core. Um, I know Braylon Trahan and Zion, both they, they both threw out Quibito's name at um, the start of fall camp for the media day we had. Uh, so they're they're really high on that linebacking core, man, and they Chris definitely Moncrief. think Chris Moncrief was another guy that they threw out a lot. Uh, so, man, the guys on the defense, they're really excited about those linebackers too. So we'll, we'll see. But uh, And Coach Dez uh, hit on the offensive line uh, for the scrimmage Saturday and talked about how, you know, they've had some penetration come in from that D-line. Obviously, that's a veteran D-line that they're bringing in. Uh, but he's also mentioned that they opened up some really big holes for those running backs to run through, and they they got really good movement. They had a couple drives where they really just drove at will on the defense in the beginning of the scrimmage. Uh, so, you know, he didn't sugarcoat it. There's some things that they can still work on, but overall he's happy with the way that that offensive line has progressed and been playing so far. No doubt, no doubt. ESPN Lafayette, uh, Scott Prather, Blaze Bro, Nasty Nick in the house. Phone lines are open, 337-269-1077. We've talked a lot about the Saints preseason game, the big takeaways, stock up, stock down. People are ready to close the book on Ian Book. Um, people are ready to close the book on Traquan Smith. Yeah. Let's wait a few more weeks, and then let's, and let's try to predict what that 53-man might look like. But as far as stock being down... Ian books Traquan Smith down after Saturday night. Yeah, for sure. What did you – it's hard to acknowledge this. What do you think you overreacted to the most? I don't know. I'm not I'm not a big – I mean, we've talked about it every time. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a big preseason guy. Like, I don't get high. I'm more of a – Prove it to me. Like, I'm going to be a guy who you're going to have to consistently show it to me because I've had my heart broken by over skeptic, oh, yeah. over being over skeptical on some things, over optimistic. So I'm more of a guy you're going to have to consistently prove it to me. Like, I need to see some, 
I need to see it from you. So I can't say I really have overreactions. I mean, I guess the biggest one you could maybe say the Hanson thing. But, I mean, that was mainly just jokes. I don't think he's going to be a starter by no means. It was mainly just to kind of give you a hard time. But, I mean, it's not – I don't know. I think I, he looked good. I think, you know, he missed a, a, a tackle on a nine-yard game and misplayed one gap in the first quarter. But other than that, he played really solid. But it's – Preseason game. You yeah, know? you got to. I'm, I'm more of a when the bullets are flying type of guy. You got to prove it to me in and in it. In, in, I just day in, I, look. Day out. I've I've been I've I've bitten into the apple a few times. Well, many times in my life, I guess, and it's gotten me before. And other times, I'm like, see, I I, I knew that guy would be good. Yeah. Um. So it it's gotten me before as well. But I like someone like Tony Jones Jr. Yeah. He looked he looked really good. But so he did last year, and then when the regular season started, it was like. Oh my God! Yeah, what, I <laughs> who is that? What do something? This is awful. I got Blaze. I got Blaze this morning with a pretty good joke. Tony Jones looks like Ricky Williams. All right, because on. he has long hair and he wears number thirty-four. Okay. That was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. Um, but. No, so uh, before Nick laughs at his own jokes, he got to man. Somebody has to. He's the funniest guy he knows. All I guess like (laughs) somebody has to. Nobody else got to laugh at him, man. No, but so before before I get to my overreactions, I do want to say for the sake of the sake of some of these guys, a lot of these guys that are trying to make it on the team, like just make it on the team in general, or even make it on the practice squad. Preseason is as big to them as regular season is to the team as a whole. Well, yeah, and so that's why, like, I. Everyone's like, yeah, preseason's boring. Yeah, you know, you can't really take anything from preseason. That's fair. But I guess for me, I'm always, you know, big underdog guy. A lot of these guys, underdogs. Undrafted, walked off the street, right, to pick up a position, picked up from the USFL, some of these guys. They they are fighting tooth and nail for their dream job. And so that's why, to me, it matters. And right? I get it. And it, to them, it matters. But, and this, and it's going to be hard to hear for some of these. I doubt any of these preseason guys are listening to me They're right now. They're all listening. They're all listening to you, to you specifically. But I, I don't. I don't care. I don't care that you're fighting for your job right now because guess what? If you make the team and then you come and you and you get your shot in game time and you're making big plays, that's when I care. Hey, that's when I guys. matter. UDFA guys, I care. That, that, that's that's when it matters. Like I'm I'm sorry. Like I get it. Life is tough out here. You're out here struggling for your spot. I get it. But I that doesn't make me want to watch. Oh, uh, but only if it's well done on hard knocks. Yeah, I want to watch. Actually, yeah, I, watch I want to get to that with you in a minute because I watched Hard Knocks yesterday and it's tremendous. Oh man, it's um, absolutely tremendous. Yes, um, after years of disappointing, that yeah. opener last week was insanely good. I'm so was, excited for tomorrow. It was kind of the Dan Campbell like biopic, and I didn't even care. Yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> it was great. But uh, real quick, my my overreaction, and I will I will be self aware here in this moment. My overreaction was after that first drive, I was like, the Saints are going to win 13, 14 games. <laughs> okay, there it is. The first drive. Yeah. The, the first, first drive, drive got you I, too excited. Because and now, because in my mind, I was thinking, well, man, we yeah, don't have yeah, Alvin yeah, Kamara on this drive. We don't have Mark Ingram on this drive. We don't have Jameis Winston on this drive. We don't have Michael Thomas on this drive. You a, I'm going to ask you randomly one day, not anytime soon, about the first drive. Just a trivia question to see if you remember. I, I I can guarantee you I will remember Andy Dalton's QBR from from that drive 148.8. Okay. Well, obviously, I'm not going to ask you that. So five for five. let it go. Yeah, he went five for five. Like, yeah. Five for five. Uh, cool. Touchdown 148. That's great. That's great. Van Washington gained like 30 some yards on the drive. Okay, that's cool. It's great. Rushed the ball twice. Yeah. Caught a screen pass. Yeah, you're not going to care about that the Monday after the season opener. Probably not. No. You're not. But and it was the text. That the, you asked me what my overreaction that's, was, and I answered. The, you. I know, I know. That's you're making the you're making your own point. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. 
we're all going to forget about it soon. It was fun. It was nice. But I knew in that instant, I said, it's going to be as good as it gets tonight. Yeah. Because yep. that's it. That's preseason. Yeah. Like, uh, guys are going to come out like it's going to be sloppy. Like, this is as good as it's going to be tonight. And, uh, and, and it, and it was, it was bad. Here's what I was teasing earlier. There might be a small part of Dennis Allen. That's glad the saints somehow just totally gave the game away. Um, not that anyone cares. I mean, whoop do you do? The Ravens have won 21 straight preseason games. They've won one playoff game in the last six years. Yeah. That's what matters. Um, winning or losing, whatever from my standpoint, but when you have a game that you Probably as bad as some of the guys play, they still have played the Texans probably for like 50 of the 60 minutes. And the fact that the Texans won, I'm sure as there's like a part of him as a coach, it's like, yeah, I get to just rub yeah, that in all good. their faces yeah. and tell them why, you know, you could have won here, you could have won here, you could have won here, and you all just blew it here and there. Like Sean Payton would have been just a preseason game. He would have been all salty afterwards. Yeah. Allen's just throwing out cliches. You, know, you got to watch the tape. Got to watch the tape. Abram, you know. Abram Smith just earned every one of those running backs like hours of no fumble drills. Like Abram Smith just might have earned himself a spot yeah. off the team. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that too. But I'm saying he earned himself a spot on waivers at some point. But but he, he wasn't bad. He was good until that. he fumbled. But you and can't you start turning the ball over. If you're not a starter, you can't make that type of mistake. You no, if you're fighting, if you're fighting to make the roster, you yeah, can't no. fumble at the one. No, no. no, you can't. You know, if you're Mark Ingram, you can. You shouldn't, <laughs> but. You're not playing in the preseason anyway. Man, I, I, you're, you're just coming in. You saw that pregame shot of him, Kamara Matthew, not in uniform, just walking into the stadium. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like well, marking around like five boxes of dinner. They're all he'd like Goldberg like traps. It's like <laughs> these guys are just going to hang out in Houston for Life a little while, good, man. Life in a stadium, good. they're not. They're not. They're they're watching a football game. <laughs> they're just they're just hanging out. They just but, get to hang out like on the sidelines. Speaking of hanging out, flipping hard knocks, man. And then, so of course, after Hard Knocks, I like I'm gonna watch every minute of this of the Lions preseason game, the Lions first preseason game. Did you watch the Lions preseason game, Scott? No. Do you know anything about the Lions? I know they played game? the Falcons. Do you know that they lost that pre- that preseason game in the most Lions way ever? Don't tell me then, because I I don't don't, don't spoil something that already happened. I want to see it on Hard Knocks. Nick, I want to see I want to see Campbell flip out. That's a good point. I. Literally, I I guess for some reason I'm so you used just to, spo- you just spoiled it. I would have been. I'm so used to t- I'm so used to TV shows being recorded so far in advance that I forget that the next hard knock is going to talk about like the game that tomorrow. just happened. <laughs> yeah. Don't blow it for I me, bro. I completely forgot about that. I don't watch reality TV that often. Well, you still get to see the hard reaction. Reality the reaction, Rob, but Nick just watched reality it live. TV. Is like they 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 give the people a script. Wait. I don't think they give Dan Campbell a script. No, you don't they have ask to. questions. You don't have to. That dude. They don't say here. Let's let's. Let's draw together this scenario where this player is going to make out with this player's girlfriend, and you know it's not. It's, uh, this I know people that have. I literally know people that have written scripts for Could reality TV. This is this is you know. Yeah, anyway, hey, somebody wrote a script for. Uh, turn on the mics for Zach Wilson and they, hey, his little. What that actually, that kind of stunk. Friday night when everyone was worried he tore his ACL. Yeah. yeah. Thank God it's just a bone bruise. I mean, well, he's he's still going to miss some time. Meniscus, um, best case scenario, but but that's still. that's. I was just like, I mean, shoot, yeah, you actually kind of root for the Jets, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I was just I'm like, a, I'm a 
I, I my I just felt bad for Jets fans. Yeah. I, look, I I'm like I said, I'm a big fan of underdogs. So I like the Jets. I like the Lions. You know. I'm, I'm actually rooting for the Lions this year. Of course I just, you are. Of I feel bad. I feel bad for if everything. If you're not in the through. NFC North and you watch Hard Knocks, you'll root for the Lions, not over your own team, because you don't view them as a threat. Well, I, I, That's how fans look at. I stuff. was going for the Lions before Hard Knocks, though. Yeah, I mean, like if if because I, I was a big Matt Stafford guy. If, and then... if all if 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 it has nothing to do with the Saints, most of the time I root for them because they're not good. Yeah. I want it for their fans. Tracy Walker's on the team. Like, there's there's a number of reasons, but like I'm not. At the same time, if I mean, you only see them on Thanksgiving and they're awful because they're usually not on national TV other than that, at the same time, I'm not, like, losing any sleep or getting upset when the Lions lose. Yeah, right. I mean, if Saints lose, it can, you know, it can ruin them. It, it, it can ruin them. Saints losses have ruined my it weekends ruined, before. It, it's ruined my life. I mean, what happened in that NFC title game will haunt me forever. Oh, which one? Like, there's, uh, there's certain, which one? Well, there's only one <laughs> NFC title game that, you know, there's there's another one they won. There's another one they lost by a lot in Chicago. Uh, there's only one, and you know the one. Yeah. Um, no, there's there, there, that's the thing. And then See, there's they, a divisional round game. That but but in terms of like eye. fans and like other teams, you kind of root for the threat factor is always part of it. in any sport at any level. If it's like, man, I mean, I understand why you don't just root for us. I mean, we root for you guys. It's like, yeah, you root for when you say, I mean, I root for you guys. I don't know why you root for us. It's usually because. They're not a threat to you. Yeah. Like if their team that you're talking down to was a threat to you, you would not say, I mean, I always root for you guys. I don't understand why you don't root for my team. Like, okay, it's probably because, you know, if 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 our team started to beat your team, you wouldn't be saying that. Yeah. And and that's it's a great thing about having the Lions on hard knocks, and hopefully it, it continues to be, you know, I, I don't know how the Cowboys were such a terrible season, but they they managed to because it shouldn't be because, because it, Jerry Jones got to censor that whole. It's just yeah, it's become season. like, and it's not just Dallas. I mean, it's it's become team propaganda the last few years. You, I didn't think you had had a good hard knock since the Texans one, and I don't like the Texans, but the Bill O'Brien one was a good good season. This one that that was that was the best hard knocks episode in years. Oh, that man. got me more excited. And more ready for football. That like you always joke around and saying football's back. Yeah, I was more jacked after watching that episode than like any moment. Sat at some point, like the preseason game, just it just started feeling like homework. Has yeah. has Jamal Williams won your heart? Has he won over your heart yet? My heart? I yeah, mean, I don't know I, that I, I'm going to ask I, him out, Blaze. Well, <laughs> yeah, you never know. You might ask him to do. Well, you should want him to ask you out. He's got some money on him. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I love him. No, dude, the emotion, like seeing those guys, you just get. You talk about like man tears. Yeah, these guys are like so. They Dan Campbell starts crying just talking about the team. Sometimes, like he he was because he was ticked off at him. They were playing. They were playing bad in practice. He starts crying because he's like, he's I care about so, you guys. He's you guys. So I think about you guys all the time. And Jamal Williams is just like. All right, one, two, three, Lions, and then he just starts talking, and then he can't help it, and then he keeps going, and then he starts crying about how bad they were last year, and everyone's like, man, this... Hey, we ride with you. We ride with you. something. Oh, man, all right. And then, da-da-da, 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 and the, like, hard knocks music starts kind of coming in in the background, and it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if y'all are going to... Here's the thing about the Lions schedule, though. If you go and look at... So I think, I think, I mean, they won three games last year and had a tie, I think most betting sites have them at six and a half. Take the over. Not because they're going to necessarily be good, 
But if you look at the quarterbacks that they're playing this year, how many games they just barely lost last year, there's there's seven wins on that schedule. Yeah. Like, they can do it. Now, I'm not telling you to go... I'm not telling you what to do. Don't put your mortgage on don't, don't Don't put any... Don't take I, my betting advice I, at all. But... I, I I personally would not put any any apples on them like being a playoff team or anything. No. But six and a half, it seems like a lot because they only won three last year. That's actually a big jump for any team. But look at those. They're going to they're gonna be playing some bad quarterbacks they're, this they year. They're playing some bad quarterbacks. Bad quarterback. I mean, heck, they have Kirk Cousins twice. Well, he's he's not he's not bad. He's he, well, depends who you ask. He's, he's the clutch. he's the no, he, he's the Times New Roman font of quarterback. <laughs> That's what Kirk That's Cousins so says. good. <laughs> I mean, look, it, it, Sage fans don't want to hear it as much as I make fun of Kirk Cousins. If like put his career next to Jameis's, he's been better than Jameis Winston. Don't oh, act yeah, like, yeah, don't, sure, act like yeah. don't act like Jameis Winston. Yeah. But like we all talk down to Kirk Cousins, and it's like. It's because he's committing highway robbery. He's not on his contract. He's not. I mean, what, good for him. He's just yeah. too. He's just that. There's there. I, he's the easiest quarterback to make fun of. Oh, you like I that? Mean, he's just the Times New Roman font. It's <laughs> fine if you follow him at all. If it's like a noon game, that's not like the premier game. He usually plays great, and then whenever he's in like prime time or like America's Game Light, of the lights. Week, like not yeah. good at all. And it's so. The sample size that most of America gets to see of Kirk Cousins is just it's just bad. And yet if they watch the bleeping, you know, wild card game from twenty nineteen season, then he, you know, beat the Saints. So yeah. it is what it is. Uh, Times, it is, what it is. He just, was still pretty bad in that right, game. Dalvin Cook torched us. I, Kirk I mean, I'm sorry, Blaze. He made some big throws in that game. He did. Mm-hmm. And overtime, I mean the throw to Thielen and it, it just Ugh. I, I I don't even like saying it. It's I don't like, like talking about it either. Yeah. It brings up bad memories. He's like middle. He is totally just cardboard cut out middle of the pack. Yeah. You know, which in the NFL, you know, that'll, that'll get you a lot of money. And he's done it. Yeah. Dude's made crazy amounts of money. For $90 million. And, and he said that he wants to try to get the band Creed back together and pay them for a personal concert. Again, the guy, It's it's easy... I mean, he wears, <laughs> you know, like flip flops with socks. These are these are the things about Kirk Cousins where it's like, <laughs> come on, man! Like, and Mike Zimmer couldn't stand him, so maybe maybe he actually has yeah, maybe, a yeah, maybe, maybe he ends up having a breakout season. You know, who knows? I don't know. Times New Roman Font, fellas. Twenty two after the hour. Speaking of quarterbacks, when we come back, we've hit on the Saints. We've hit on uh, UL. Talk a little bit about LSU and. Reports kind of starting to suggest it's maybe not as open a race as we thought with one in particular player. We'll get into that. We'll talk about that and more. Don't go anywhere. It's the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott. That's Blaze. That's Nick. We're right back right after this. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette. ESPN Lafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app.
back into the great Scott show. Before we dig into it, Blaze Bro, Nasty Nick, in studio this morning. We put on the Saints, the Cajuns. We're going to talk a little LSU and a few other tidbits from the world of sports. I want to tell you guys about QC Kinetics first, though. And I am at an age, and I say I'm at an, I'm at an age where, like, a lot of those, like, aches and different parts of my body, just it's like they're not going away. It's like, all right, I have this chronic issue. It's constantly, like, I was running for a while. My knee was bothering me. And if you're sick of that constant pain in your knees or your hips or your back, try to get moving pain-free, right? And try to do it. Why not do it without having to get surgery? QC Kinetics is helping people here every day, getting that lasting pain relief. And they use the latest advances in regenerative medicine. The science is simple. They concentrate on your body's own healing, and they apply them to wherever your area is. They restore, repair, damaged tissue, no drugs, no steroids, no surgery. So all those old remedies for pain, they're not the only remedies. Learn about the regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. It can change your life, right? Make this the last time you're suffering from that chronic pain. They got clinics here in Acadiana. They got clinics all over America. It's exciting. It's new. It's natural. It's a great way to deal with joint pain, no side effects, no downtime. Call QC Kinetics right now, guys, for free. They'll give you free consultation. Doesn't cost you anything. You got nothing to lose except the pain. So why not try it? Call 337-243-4222. Again, 337-243-4222. That's 337-243-4222. QC Kinetics. All right. We haven't really hit on LSU. It seemed like it was going to be, oh, Miles Brennan's coming back. So yeah. he was in the portal, then he wasn't. He'll probably be the leader in the clubhouse. Brian Kelly said, hey, come on back for your, you know, what feels 75th. like your fifth year, right? Come on back for your last year of eligibility, six years senior. Um, Jaden Daniels transferred from Arizona State. Then you had Garrett Nussmeyer, and you got a true freshman, Walker Howard, from here that, you know, is one of the top recruits in the country. And it's like, oh, it's wide open. You, you you hear some things, you see some things. LSU had their first scrimmage last Thursday, and Nussmeyer was, you know, he was not playing, if I'm not mistaken. He was dealing with an injury. Right. But Daniels is out there with the ones, looking sharp, looking confident. Um, his accuracy, his pocket presence was great by all accounts. Um, he's obviously got really good, uh, running ability, and and you know Brennan, he looked good, but he was they had him out there throwing a walk on wide receivers. I mean, it, are, am I reading too much into the tea leaves? Does this feel like at this point in time, this is Jaden Daniels' job right now to lose? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Nussmeyer, I mean, uh, excuse me, Brennan didn't take any snaps with the ones. It was it was all Daniels and and uh, Kelly actually came out and said if. Nussmeyer would have been healthy he'd have got some of those snaps with the ones so it definitely feels like it's where I originally thought and I was wrong that it was a Brennan Nussmeyer race it definitely seems clear now that it's a Daniels Nussmeyer race and it looks like maybe with Daniels he clearly has more mobility than Nussmeyer he has more escapability he can uh be a little more creative with you it definitely feels like 
he's kind of come out as maybe the favorite. And Kelly, you know, same as Coach Dez with at, at, with the Cajuns, he's not going to come out and just say it right away. He's going to play the, co- the you know the devil's advocate. So, but he's definitely. It definitely looks like Daniels has turned some heads, and he's he's he might have the leg up right now. You can't ignore it. I mean, you could you could try to say, oh well, maybe they'll have another scrimmage, and he's just rotated it and all that. He didn't say that's what he was going to do. Yeah, like if he really wanted to put a kibosh on the constant discussion of who's in the race, he would have said, no, look, I mean, Miles didn't get the ones today. He's we, we know what he can do, blah blah blah. But next scrimmage, he'll he'll get some. He didn't say that. If he wanted to kind of keep it even, he would have said that. He's, he, as you pointed out, Blaze, he said, no, I mean, Nussmeyer would have gotten some ones here. It yeah. feels like Daniels is a leg up and Nussmeyer's is maybe right behind him, which for Brennan, it's tough, man. You had one year of eligibility left and a lot can change and injuries and maybe you get in there, but it it doesn't seem like really right now this is his job to lose. It feels like Daniels 1A Nussmeyer behind him. I won't even say one B. It feels like Daniels, Nussmeyer, Brennan yeah. right now. I mean, is Daniels starting week one against UCLA, Nick? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, particularly, I mean, if I, I don't know what Nussmeyer's injury situation is because he said he wasn't healthy. I don't know. What, I don't think it's okay. serious. I it's think it was serious. just enough to where they wanted to rest him. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's not serious. Because, I mean, so barring something crazy happening over the next couple of weeks, I mean, yeah, it probably seems like it's Daniels. Uh, taking that first snap. He provides, listen, man, he, he comes from those style of offenses. He played at Arizona State. He played in the Pac-12 with the use of those run-and-gun offenses. Obviously, this is different with Kelly now. Mm-hmm. Kelly's going to be more, he wants to, he's going to integrate more of that run game like what you saw at uh, at Notre Dame. is going to be more play action. It's not going to be as wide open like what you saw with Max Johnson last season and just throw it all over the field. Throw it. He, they're not going to throw it 35, 40 times a game. You know, I I don't think so. But he definitely adds a different factor. And he's, and again, Kelly's had those type of guys they can add. He's had Deshaun Golson at Notre Dame. You saw with the athletic ability that he had. He had Deshaun Kaiser and his mobility and athleticness that he could show. So he likes having, he's definitely had those guys that can add different wrinkles to his offense. And he's known how to use them. And he's had extreme amounts of success with those athletic guys. So he can do it with Daniels. And Daniels, you know, if if the arm talent is just as on par with Nussmeyer and he's making all the throws and he's getting the good reads in, then he has the he has the factor that can put him over the top in his athletic ability. Yeah. So Yeah, no, I mean I I, I do also feel the need to say something. Uh I was not very high on Brian Kelly when he showed up at LSU. He was doing some goofy stuff. He had the the country accent and the just Goofy dancing around and stuff. Nothing more important than family. Family. Wow. But everything I've heard coming out of that camp is that the players like him. You know, things are going well. He's a good coach. He's just, he's kind of surly at times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. I feel like, yeah. You know, that's, he's, he had, I mean, shoot. How much time did we spend on Ian Book talking about how bad he looked today? Man got Notre Dame into the college football playoff twice with that guy. Yep. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. Yeah. I um I know Brian Kelly's always been a good coach. Uh he's just he's not warm around the edges. And yeah. he was know, trying to do something and it just didn't. Uh, and the player years ago that that died filming the practice. I mean, that was some, some dark stuff. I mean, yeah. it was there was there was some baggage with it. 
Um, but as far as like his coaching ability, I, I for one have never doubted it. I mean, it was it was a surprise hire in that you just it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, there I just, was I don't think nobody thought he was gonna of, leave Notre Dame. There was talk of Napier and other stuff, and then suddenly you that know I mean it it was it was it seemed like it was in play, maybe. Um and then suddenly it's like Oh, Brian Kelly. Yeah. Even Notre Dame, like a few days after he told his team. It was you know, out of the blue. Everybody's talking here about Tucker from Michigan State. It just happened so quickly too. Um but you know, I think I think it, it, the SEC West is Bama and then it's A and M and then it's and then it's everyone else this year. Yeah. And LSU could finish anywhere from third to sixth, honestly. Yeah. I think um I think they're going to obviously be better than they were last year. I think it won't take them long to get back into the top 25 rankings. But I think the, if the expectation level is, you know, he's, he needs to get to 10, 11 wins year one, I I would be very surprised if that happens. And I don't I don't think that should be the expectation level. You, you, you're bringing in someone to kind of change a lot of things in the program. And uh, the last time LSU entered a season not ranked was 2000. Nick Saban's first year, and they were coming off a losing season, albeit they were like three and nine instead, or three and eight, and not you know six and seven like they were last year. But um, they're just, I, I, I think Kelly will do. I think he'll do okay, and I think to have a giant expectation for him year one would be unfair. Would be a mistake. Yeah. Sure, sure. But I'm sure it. Look, it's LSU. It's going to happen. Right, you know, but there's I mean, gonna there's gonna be there's gonna be growing. Probably pain. the same thing yeah. in Napier in Florida. People oh, are absolutely. gonna expect him to come out and get no ten wins. The, no. The, give, him, give him a couple years. The magnifying glass, and I don't know why, is definitely a lot closer on Napier than it is Brian Kelly. And Which I, I feels it feels ridiculous. wrong because I can understand why LSU fans have a really big high hopes because you're coming off a, a championship season not that long ago. But you haven't had that run in Florida in quite some time now, so I don't understand. I guess it's irritation. You want to get back there, but I don't understand. Like you, that was horrible. What you're coming off in the with, last with Dan Mullen. So why is why are you want to Florida. win now? No, that's well, what that's everyone Florida. everyone wants to everyone win now, to but win have now. some realism, I guess. No, I think I think when you're you, talking about football fans, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the money involved and Florida fans. I mean, Florida and LSU fans bag on each other a lot. They're not. Entirely as different, different as maybe as they, they think, think they, are. they are when it yeah when it comes to you know the expectation they have of the program and you know trash talking and stuff like that. But um, I, I think you know I think you know for for Napier at Florida, like give him give him a couple of years, yeah, and he can do it right. But you don't want to run off either guy early on. Um, pay attention no. to the other stuff happening off the field around the program. Pay attention to those things, and I think if those are going well, it tells you, all right. This the the I know culture is it's basically like a code word now in sports that we, we that gets overused, but it's hard to find a replacement for it. So you know, culture. It's um, if if all the things are going well off of the field for the most part, a few exceptions here or there, then then it's heading in the right direction. And by year three or four, you can be doing big things. But I don't know that's going to happen year one. You've got right. You got Alabama, you got Georgia, you got A&M. I mean, who's the fourth best team in the SEC this year? I think there's a big I think there's a, a big drop off after that. A lot of people high on Arkansas. Uh That's a I, crazy I can I can I think about. I think Arkansas is still 
Whoever think, it is, I think there's a gap after those three. Yeah. And I think A&M will probably just disappoint because that's just kind of what Jimbo does there right. in terms of expectations. I mean, Max Johnson is there now. He'll probably end up being the starter. So, I mean, we saw what he did at LSU. And he's not bad, but I don't think he puts them over the top and in, in, in getting them over that hump like everybody wants. They're just – they've got all these ridiculous recruits coming in and the expectations are as high as ever. And, you know, overall last year, because they beat Bama, it's kind of like – Viewed okay. as like, yeah, like okay. it's a nice win, big yeah. stuff. But if you look at their season overall last year, it was it was all right. It, no, it was it was by their standards, it was disappointing. What I'm saying is like I feel like the Bama win helped. Oh yeah, it it kind of put some like, some makeup game. over yeah. some of the bruises of last season. Yeah. You know what I mean? That makes sense. It was it was a great win for them, but it was like a cosmetic win in a lot of ways. Like you guys really didn't live up to this this yeah. hype. Of course, that's. We could say that about so many SEC or big P5 programs. Like, you didn't live up to the hype this year. It's one and then, thing. And yet is they're it, still it, ranked top 10. Is it, is it the coach and AP rankings or is it the fan expectations? I think you have to decipher yeah. between the two, right? Um, who's going to be the best team in college football this year, guys? I mean, Alabama. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to say. It's hard, it's hard to, to not say anyone it, else. It's hard not to say. I mean, you're returning the Heisman winner. It's hard to imagine Bryce Young takes a step back. I mean, is it possible? Yes, anything's possible. But it's really hard to imagine under Nick Saban that Bryce Young takes a step back. All right, we're going to have a little fun in the next segment. Because we're talking about expectations. Okay. Now, you've got a new head coach at LSU that's replacing someone that was fired. Mm-hmm. And yet, because it's LSU and it's LSU football, the expectation is high course in new orleans you got a new head coach promoted from within coach didn't get fired coach left retired probably wanted to go to miami whatever but it's different situation at ul you're riding the longest win streak in 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 d1 football in the country not replacing a fire coach you're promoting from within you're trying to continue stuff my point is the expectation is is high at all three this year, and that's a good thing because it means you're thinking that they're going to be good pretty football. good. But who's going to win the most games next season? Ooh. Excluding the NFL playoffs, if you think they're going to win a playoff game, just take that off the table. But you can you can throw bowl games in there if you want. So you mean like percent, like win percentage? No, I just mean who's going to win the most games. I think Don't answer the question yet, Blaze. That's oh. a tease. We'll take a timeout. We'll come right back. Blaze already has his answer. Yeah, we'll yeah. come right back. Uh, Nasty Nick and Blaze. They're gonna let's see. Let's let's let them stew on it for a minute. Uh, I want it, I want y'all's answers to that, and I want to know why. When we come back, right after this, it's the Great Scott Show. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Coulda, shoulda, and woulda. Back in '82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Are you serious? They all play here. Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. 
Scott Prather, Blaze Bro, Nasty Nick. You all homecomings early this year, fellas. October the 1st against South Alabama, which means we are already underway in our ultimate tailgate package promotion. Now, who wouldn't want a tailgated homecoming at the best spot at Cajun Field, right, right by the band, next to the stadium, have an amazing restaurant come set up the tents, the tables, the chairs, cook for you, provide all the soft drinks and water, and give you 50 tickets to the game. Oh, wow. That's what we're doing once again this year. ESPN Lafayette, UL Athletics, and Fizo's Seafood Steakhouse and Oyster Bar. We have the ultimate tailgate for 50. We're giving it away to one lucky winner. It's free to enter. You can go to the ESPN Lafayette app, click on tailgate giveaway. You can go to ESPNLafayette.com. You'll see it on the What's Hot bar. Sign up. Register to win. It's the ultimate tailgate package from ESPN Lafayette, U Athletics, and Fizo Seafood Steakhouse and Oyster Bar. It's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Sounds awesome. Every year, the person that wins it is like, that was awesome. Gaga over it. Oh, yeah, big time. All right, I want want y'all to not give necessarily a final record prediction, but between UL, LSU, and the Saints, who will win the most games this year? I've done this exercise for a little while. Um, I got it wrong in 2019. I uh, I picked the Saints. It was LSU. Uh, I got it right in 2020, uh, and I got it right last year when I picked UL. Um, so, you know, I'll probably remember what y'all say. No pressure. But who's going to win the most games this year? I think it's the Saints. Why? They play more games. So, like, you figure even if, even if UL and... LSU both have nine and three. I think is both fantastic seasons for both programs. By the way, I think nine and three is great for both programs. But you figure if they go nine and three, and that's a great college record. But the Saints go ten and seven, and that's a you know that's okay. an above average. That's yeah. an above, a slightly above average record. That's still more games that they win. You know, he's he's doing the math. He's mathing it. He's doing some ratios. And I, I just think right that now. they're set up to win more games. I think eight and four for both programs is a very good season for both UL and LSU. I think yeah. now, obviously, Cajun fans and LSU fans have higher expectations. And me being a fan of both, I would love to see them win more. But being a realist that I am, I think eight and four is a great, a great thing to shoot for for both programs. And I think the Saints are set up to win a little more. UL is probably going to be fi- now. Look, they don't have a on paper. It's not a difficult strength of schedule. Let's be real. Right. It's not. It's 108th in the they're, country. They're going to, depending on what, what ratings formula, 108 is on some websites. I think Phil's still headed at like 130. Yeah. That's going to change by the end of the year for better or worse. It depends on what those teams look like, you know. But point is, right now, if you wanted to look at the over-unders, which change week to week, but right now, they're only going to be a betting underdog probably like two games. Yeah, come on. And yet... I look at I look at the Saints and I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of with Blaze on this one. Just if 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 you think the Saints can get to ten wins or even eleven, do you think do you think UL's going twelve and one again in the regular season or thirteen and one with a bowl? Do you think LSU is going to be eleven and two in the regular season? No, maybe maybe win a bowl game like 
it's hard. I'm kind of with Blaze. It's hard to talk me off the Saints right now. Yeah. The Saints are going to win 10 or 11 games. But you're always going to win more. Okay. I I looking at the strength of schedule, looking at the at the the consistency that they're trying to bring through in that locker room. I see 12 wins. Do you think UL's 12 wins this year? Now that that includes the bowl game. Yeah. That includes the bowl game, correct. All right. There you go. And the so conference none of us, championship none of us thinking, game as well then. None of us are thinking it can be yeah. LSU. None of us are thinking it's going to be LSU. LSU gets, I think LSU gets eight or nine wins, like yeah. Blaze predicted. And I think it's that's a huge win for them. That's not a knock, but it just I won't. I won't that's be, just, he's tough, eight, man. Eight, eight and four won't be celebrated. No. Oh no, of course not. <laughs> you know what I mean? But of course not. They want to win standpoint. right now. They want to. They want to be competing for an SEC championship. I don't think most fans don't think a national championship is realistic this year. But they definitely want to see them compete in an SEC championship this year. But you mentioned earlier, the West itself is tough. You have Arkansas, A and M, Alabama. You know, all these teams are out here competing. You have Georgia in the East. You have Kentucky, who I've taken some heat for for calling them a dark horse. But listen, if you watch them no, at all I mean, last year, come on. they're come a on. dark horse. They're a dark horse. And outside of the outside they're, of they're Georgia. Gonna, they're, they're, they'll, they're gonna, they won't have as good a record this year as they had last year. That's my prediction. Kentucky hmm. will disappoint. Probably. In, in Kentucky fashion, they will. They'll probably start off hot and then skid. But, you know, skid. if they go nine and if they win nine games, that's less than last year. So. That's right. Yeah, it's you're not, right. I just think they're going to take a step back, but that's just me. But um, the, man, the SEC is tough. I mean, we talked about it. the SEC is hard. No, it's loaded. So it's loaded, man. Um, you, that's the other thing about it. You have to take into account strength of schedule. You know, um, it's it's. I, I I'm leaning toward the Saints. Blaze says Saints. Nick says you will. We will see. Now, um, do you? I, I'm interested, Nick. Florida State. You think they win that game? You see, that's that's kind of the one thing. So I I predict one loss for UL this season. What I don't know is where it's going to come. Right? If you're if I'm predicting a, and I'm just saying if I'm you and I'm predicting a one loss, I would say it probably would come from an in conference game rather than a correct the Mundo. I, I, I don't I, know, man. I I I just I, just, I want to see. I want to see UL against Southeastern. I want to see him against Eastern Michigan. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot I want to. I'm having trouble. Last year, it was easy for me to look at his schedule, and I said, I think they'll probably lose one game this year. Because you knew how much was coming back. Like, yeah. There was... This is... A, I, it, this, there's a lot of uncertainty for me. I mean, I, I, I you, like you can cover it as closely as we, as we want. I look at what the Saints did last year and what and what they've added. Yeah. I mean, That's what gives and, me and for the record, last year, I was off on the Saints. I thought me they too. were going to be... I, th- I predicted 7-10. and 10. Me too. And if you had told me before the season... Here is how many players are going to have to start. I would have been like, oh, God, they're going to be 4 like and 13. 13. I probably wouldn't have predicted 7 and you know, 10. You know, they surpassed my expectations good last point. year. I, you know? I, yeah. I mean, like I said, I think the Saints are a 10 11 win team, but I just think, I, I, I've, for whatever reason, I just have this belief in my, in my, in my mind and in my heart that, the, that you all just comes out and completely like world beaters this year. Surprising. Cajun, I feel like they're going to surprise them. All of Cajun Nation is sure hoping so, man. I hope that all three of them just do great. Oh yes, make for some fun radio and yeah. What a time to be alive! If all team, if all three of those teams are, are ten plus win teams, what a time what? it would be to be alive. Twenty nineteen was great, man. Yep. Twenty nineteen, they were all terrific, and then you know, Kirk Cousins happened unfortunately and messed <sighs> it up for the Saints. But UL had a great season. They won a bowl game and they had double digit wins. And LSU had like the best team ever. It was a 
It was a fun football year, and little did we know what was on the horizon, a pandemic. (laughs) Dark times ahead. We didn't even know it. And then Big Ten's like, we're not playing football. And then Nebraska's like, we're going to sue you. And then the SEC (laughs) was like, we are playing football. And the Sun Belt was like, we are too. And the Big Ten was like, we changed our mind. We're going to play. We'll play six games. It was wild, but at least we had football. Thanks for uh, sticking around, fellas. I will talk to you all soon. Yes, sir. Tomorrow, Luke Johnson, NJ Walker, Wednesday. Working on having Coach Desimo on. Mike Dettelier will be on the show Wednesday as well. A lot of guests lined up this week. You don't want to miss the great Scott show. Stay tuned. The Dan Patrick Show is next. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.